This morning, we're going to, I'm not going to talk to the mothers. I'm going to talk to really everybody else, everybody else. I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I've talked to a lot of moms, and they say, uh, Mother's Day is nice and everything, but sometimes it brings up all the the failures that uh, we've had and all the insecurities and everything. And I was thinking about that. Mother's Day was not invented because of the failures of moms. It was invented because of the failures of kids. I just want to point that out. You think that through with me this morning. Um, there's all these days in the year uh, where we're terrible to our moms and we neglect them, we're selfish, we, we let them serve us and we ask for more and more and more. And so they invented a day to celebrate moms being sacrificial. And so think through that if you're a kid here this morning, um, how you've treated your mom and that she deserves maybe at least a week or maybe a Mother's Day month or something like that um, to think that through with me. I want to tell you, uh, we are going to look at what Proverbs says uh, it is to be feminine or it is to be a woman, okay? And really look, th- look at uh, some things this world needs in a woman and things they don't need in a woman, okay? And we're going to stay in the book of Proverbs this morning. I realize um, what I'm doing is dangerous. I just want to acknowledge that up front. And anything, uh, I, I want you to, if you're a woman here today uh, and you're struggling with your position, whether it be in your failure to be these things, uh, where it is maybe that God has you, that you are not a, a mother here this morning, um, or maybe you've been a mom and are a mom and you just feel the piles of guilt, I, I want to remind you about something. Um, Proverbs is a book of generations, right? And everyone has had a mom, right? We've had a mom. And your mom uh, may be amazing, but I want to tell you that there are sins and failures in your mom's life. And if you are uh, a mom now, you've had a mom and you're a mom now, uh, you see that, right? That you see that there's sins and failures in your own life. And maybe you're a young lady here this morning and you go, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever do this. I, I want to tell you, I want to tell you that you are in a line of generations of ladies who have had sins and failures. Uh, we're going to talk about Father's Day in a little bit. And, and boy, can we talk. Boy, can we talk about what men need to be. But what I want to tell you this morning is this, that we gather, we gather in the name of Jesus Christ here this morning, the Savior, the Rescuer, not the Rescue Bot, but the Rescuer, and the one who saves us from all of our sins and gives us grace for every day, uh, gives us grace for every task that we are laid before us, no matter how boring, mundane, uh, the things that we failed in the past, the things that we'll fail in the future. And I want to tell you, ladies, this morning, that the best message that you can hear is Jesus Christ, that he's the Savior of souls, that he's the one who covers over each and every one of our sins. And it's a, on the, that basis this morning that we look at what God sees as a true woman 
from the book of Proverbs. I want to tell you, too, that this is God's view, right? This is God's view. This is not my view. This is not your view. This is, we didn't take a poll um, of what you think a true woman is. I know that uh, it seems like every week there's some uh, shocking picture or shocking new idea of what a woman is to be. And this isn't, uh, this may be shocking, but it's not new, okay? This is from the inventor, uh, the one who has a plan. He has a plan for man, he has a plan for a woman, he has a plan for family, and he has a plan for generations. Let me pray for us this morning as we endeavor to look at God's Word. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the grace of this day, uh, the beauty of this day. God, I'm so encouraged to see the moms here today and realize that you have blessed this church and these families here with great moms, that you've done a work in their life and it's borne itself out into families and generations. I'm thankful that women are, are thirsting for you and they want to be what you want them to be and what encouragement that is to me. And as we gather together this morning, God, I ask that you give us an accurate picture of what you believe a woman is, Um, not what we think or what this world thinks, but what you think. And may that replace those other pictures in our mind. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One last thing before we get rolling here. I just want to remind you, Proverbs was written for a young man. And you say, well, why is that a big deal? I'll tell you why it's a big deal. Because there's much about what a woman is in there. And you think about that and you go, well, well why? Why? Why was, why was a father <clears throat> trying to instruct his son about women? It doesn't come naturally is the answer, right? You can't, just, you can't find this information just by living another day. You can't find it from hanging out with other guys and saying, hey, what do you think? Oh, I'll tell you what I think, you know, and gathering that pool of ignorance together. Uh, you can't get this stuff. This is, this is a treasure that needs to be taught. I was sharing with Rebecca how much um, this time we've been in Proverbs has resonated with me because I have young men in my home. And I desire and I I realize that apart from them knowing what God says, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. And so this morning, I want to instruct us what a woman is. You say, well, I'm a young man or I'm an old man or why do I need this stuff? You need this stuff because apart from it, you will be living uh, not in reality of what God has said to you, but you'll be made up. And you will be putting pressure on women and you will be uh, deceived by women because you don't know what God has to say. With that in mind, uh, we go to God's word. And my first list this morning is women our world doesn't need. And there's five of them. There's probably more, but there's just five that I'm going to talk about this morning. Starting in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. And there's more. I shared there's more. But I want to tell you that these are, are the ones that I see least, uh, least treasured in our world today. Least treasured, okay? Uh, as we look to God's Word, I want you to keep that in mind. We've looked at this verse before, but listen to this. 
chapter 14, verse 1. The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. The, the first woman that, that we don't need today, that our world doesn't need, is a woman who trashes her own home. And when I say home, I'm not talking about the walls and the, uh, the kitchen and the garage and the bedrooms. I'm not talking about destroying it. But someone who looks at her own household as unimportant one who trashes it, who is reckless with the, the treasure that God has given them. And when I say treasure, I'm not talking about stuff. I'm talking about the household that God has given you. And this morning, uh, I just, I'm overwhelmed, as I said, as I, as I think about uh, the people I come in contact with and what I see in our culture today, what I see in, in our community, and I say, you know, our world doesn't need another woman who, who trashes her own home. You know, it's that domino thing. We talk about it as men when we talk about being fathers. But do you see that our life has impact? Do you see that if one domino falls, it, it tends to land on another in the next generation or in the immediate family and it continues to go out and it has uh, consequences that we never intended. And so this, this morning, uh, as you think through what you're looking for in a woman and what you see in our world today, you don't want one that trashes her own family, trashes her own home. I want to tell you once again, ladies, this is grace. This is grace. The prior uh, section that just uh, in that same verse, it says the wisest of women builds her home. This morning, this morning, as you think through what God wants us to be is one who invests in the, the household that God gives us, both men and women. So that's the first one, one who trashes their own home. Number two, uh, things that are uh, women that our world doesn't need, doesn't need. Um, look over to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10. This is a section we're going to be in, and this is where I, I'm treading on dangerous territory. <clears throat> it's a passage where uh, chapter 7 of the book of Proverbs, uh, uh, the father is talking to his son he is encouraging him and he says you know your wisdom the wisdom that i'm imparting to you will keep you safe and even as i read it i go yeah safety is good safety is good and and wisdom will keep you safe safe from what and as you look through this it's the dirty woman okay it's the dirty woman in verse uh as we look at this chapter 7 Verse 10, let's look at it. Verse 10 says this, And behold, the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. Dressed as a prostitute. If you don't know what a prostitute is, it's a dirty woman, okay? And, and I think about this and I go, as I've read this many times as a man throughout my life, I find something very interesting here. 
This is not a prostitute. This is dressed as a prostitute. Dressed as a dirty woman. And I want, I want us to, to put these out on the table. Ladies, men, men, you need to be instructed in this. That the, the woman our world does not need, the woman I don't need, the woman my boys don't need, the woman around my daughter we don't need, is one who is dressed like a dirty woman. Do you understand that? And I realize, I, I want to I point something out here. There's only, as you go throughout the world and, and you think about how different cultures dress in different ways, there's a picture in here that resonates throughout the world, okay? Throughout time. What does a woman like this dress like? That she's available. That she wants more than a simple conversation, that she wants to be drawn in and, and, and someone needs to notice her, not because she's beautiful and modest and, and beautiful in God's eyes, but there's a sense of drawing again to, to becoming dirty with her. And I, I want to I tell us, men, our world doesn't need that woman. That's not the kind of woman that you want to be with or talk to. You want to be disgusted with her. I was out in our community yesterday and I, I heard, these aren't teenage girls that I was listening to. This wasn't a conversation of you know those who are in their 20s. I heard some moms who were going to celebrate Mother's Day talking about these dirty books that they're reading and what they're talking about. And, oh, I'll, I'll give it to you when I'm done. This is not the kind of, of picture that, that our world needs. Men and women, uh, young and old, this isn't something to be trifled with. In fact, God's Word, a father told another father who was to tell his son, right? Watch out! If she dresses like that, steer clear. And I want to tell us, if you're you're a woman here today, be very, very careful the way you dress. Pick up that clothing once and twice. Think it through. What does this look like? What does this communicate? It doesn't say who you are. It's saying who you want to be. Second thing is we look uh, at a woman that our world does not need, one that dresses like a dirty woman. In this same passage, we'll just read on. I want to show you something here. In verse chapter 7, verse 10, it goes on. 10 says, and behold, a woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him, kisses him, and with bold face she says to him, I have, offered, I have to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly. I have found you. 
You read this passage and there's more that can be talked about, but you get this picture of a woman. We don't know all about her. She's probably fictitious. She's found in every town and every city that's ever been. But she comes out and and she has a purpose. And and I want to tell you, women, we don't need women with this kind of purpose. Men, we don't need, this should not be around. You should not be around the young men. You should not, you should steer clear. What kind of woman is it? I'll tell you, one that chases after men. One that seeks men to draw them to themselves. That they just want, it's this hunt and you are the prey and you want to draw you in. We don't need women like this. You get this picture that this is not someone who's sweet. This is not someone who's marked by the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not someone who was willing to wait upon the Lord. This is someone who will get their fill. They will go do whatever they want and they will go and chase after men. Women our world doesn't need are those who chase after men. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 9. You want to turn over there. And as we've talked about before, and we will get there again, um, Proverbs is clear. 21 verse 9 says this, It is better to live in a corner of a housetop than a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. I didn't write that. That's Proverbs. What's the deal with being quarrelsome? It's not just about an argument, right? It's about someone who marks themselves with arguing. It's someone who's good at at pushing the envelope and really getting into it with people. And the purpose being getting their way, getting their way. And I wanted to point out to you in the body of Proverbs, the, the work that, that God brought together for a young son. He says the, the world doesn't need women who are good at arguing. Boy, I, I want to tell you. Our world is filled, not just with women, but men who pride themselves in getting into it. There's a sense in pushing and shoving, and I, I, I can argue my way. No one's going to get the better of me. And, and it's cherished, right? Oh, she's a tough woman. Don't mess with her. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, God's Word says men, women, boys, and girls. Our world doesn't need that kind of person. It doesn't need a woman who can really t- tangle up, you know, can really is good at, at mixing it up and getting her way and quarreling. In fact, he warns his son, he said, it's better to live on the roof. It's better to, to be far, far away. It's better to not have the, the comfort of a home than to be with a wife that is a quarrelsome wife. That was number four. Our world doesn't need a woman who is good at arguing. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22. A couple of weeks ago, I shared with you 
Proverbs tells us about um, like a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool to his folly. That's my number one favorite. This is my number two in being picturesque. 11.22. Look at this one. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. You get that picture? That's a great one. You get this picture. Uh, uh, the the idea of, of gold jewelry is, everyone understands that, right? Ladies, do you like jewelry? I, I look at my daughter, she's six, and, and um, she... She likes to put on jewelry, and she has this bracelet, and she's just kind of looking at it, and she'll come up to you and kind of do this. I was at a baseball game a couple of weeks ago, and one of her little friends, who her parents are sitting over there, um, had just uh, had just gotten her ears pierced, and she said not a word to me, but she came up to me, this little girl, and she goes, <laughs> to which I responded, did somebody get their ears pierced? We, we like the idea of, of beauty and, and, and gold jewelry and the sense of sparkle, and we, we understand that. And so you get this picture of this, this beautiful jewelry in a filthy pig's snout. You ever seen a pig's snout? <laughs> You know, it's kind of like a bulldog, you know, it's just dripping with whatever. And you see this very beautiful thing in, in an ugly pig. You know, a bit more repulsive even in the uh, community of God's people, the Jews, where they saw the animal at its best condition as unclean by God, right? And you, have, you, have you ever seen pigs? Have you ever seen them in their natural state? They're disgusting, and you get this picture, he takes gold, a beauty of gold, and he puts it in this filthy pig snout. And you say, I'll pass on that gold. You know, you, know, you can dress it up, but you know, put lipstick on it or whatever, and it's still a pig, right? Now we've talked about that in our culture too. Do uh, You get the picture. And, and this, is what, this is what God's Word is trying to tell us. The idea of discretion is the woman who doesn't know who she is. She doesn't realize what she should be. She's trying to be something else. She's looking at situations and she says, I have no boundaries. And it's not boundaries that culture has put on you. And this is, the, this is what's so hard for us today is that we don't know who we are. What has God made you? What has He made you? You know what He's made me? A 43-year-old man. I am a husband. I am a father. That's what I am. That's what I should act like. That's the, the steps I should take in life. I should act like a husband, a father, a man. Who's 43? I should not be trying to be 20. I should not be trying to be 80. I should not be trying to be unmarried. I should not be thinking that I don't have any kids. This is who I am. And what he says to us in his word, his Proverbs, he says, for, 
for a woman, you've you got to see this as you're a young man and you, you look at this. If you see some reckless woman who's trying to be something that God never intended her to be, you say, oh, look out. That's the pig with the gold ring. Don't tell her that, though. Young men, don't tell her that. Just walk away. Sometimes we struggle with what to say and what not to say, right, young men? We're just like, God's Word said it, I'm going to tell her. You know, I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you. I was reading God's Word, and I, I remembered you. You want to hear what I... Don't do it, man. Don't do it. What I say here is this. Um, it's wow. It's wow on the outside, you on the inside. That, that, that you look at a woman and you say, is she... The, the woman, is, is it something that's just trying to dress up an ugliness in her heart? Wow on the outside, you on the inside. This is not what God wants. This is not what our world needs in a woman. Well, let's turn the corner here quickly. Uh, I have five things that women, our world, does need from God's Word. You turn over to chapter 31, as our choir shared a song based upon that. Um, you may have gone over this over and over again, ladies. And I, I want to encourage you, ladies, with this. That uh, some have said that Proverbs 31 was written by a mother-in-law. <laughs> okay? And if you look at it, it is. It is. Uh, it truly is. Um, in German, that's Schwiegermutter. I just wanted to tell you that. If you want to use that, that's for you, Jimmy. Um, I, want, I want you to see this, ladies. I, I know that sometimes we, we go over Proverbs 31 and you say, that's the woman I want to be. This is not the, the perfect list. And as we go through this, we can be all these things. And, and we're in perfection with this. I want to tell you, this was a father telling his son. This is a father telling his son. Why? Why was he giving this writing to his son? It's real simple. Because his son wasn't going to look at any character qualities at all. He was going to say, she's pretty. I'm in. Done. That's all there is. And it didn't matter if she had anything worthy to be followed. And so I want to tell you, this is what's so difficult in our world today. For us to see what is truly a woman. What is it that's beautiful? What is it that's, that's important for us to find in a woman that we would spend the rest of our life with? Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. Listen to what this says. Speaking of this woman uh, that's an excellent wife, it says this. She opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I love that. Love it. You know, um, women talk too much. Just wanted to say that out loud. Uh, women talk too much. Um, and some women don't talk enough. And it doesn't matter how much you talk or how much you don't talk. It's about what you talk about. And, and I look at this verse and it, it, 
it, it gives this picture, ladies, open your mouth. Let it go. Talk. Say things. But there's a content that's super important, and our world needs it. Needs it desperately. What is it? Verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I don't know if you see it. I don't know if you see it. But I see every day that that there's just a lack of kindness. There's just a lack of kindness. I go out in a store and and it's, it's hard to find kind people. It's hard even to find people that are kind that are paid to be kind. Right? But but everywhere. I, I'm, I'm talking about at the schools. I'm talking about on the baseball field. I'm talking about in in our, our you know in our community the the board meetings that go on. I'm talking about sometimes at our church right here. And and where is this supposed to come from? You know, the beautiful woman that that our world needs more of is those ladies that open their mouths. That, that have wisdom that flows, the teaching of kindness on their lips. I, I, we could talk about that for a while too. What do we need to be taught to be kind? I, I've, why don't my kids just do it? Well, why do I need to think about it? Well, we live in a sinful world. We're sinful people in a sinful world. And apart from having classes on kindness... Taught by mothers, we won't get it. We won't get it. Women, our world does need our women with something important to say. Something important to say. Number two, uh, this is from Proverbs 19, verse 14. You can put your finger in 31 there because we're going to be back there. But 19, verse 14. Verse 14 says this, chapter 19. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. He, he looks at the treasures. He says, hey, how many of you want to inherit houses and wealth? I do. More, the more of it, the better. I, I like the idea of having wealth. He says, you can get that from your fathers, inherited from a family member. You can, that, that, that's where you can get some of that stuff. They have it. But, but a prudent wife, a good wife, where's that come from? From the Lord. You look over at Proverbs 31, verse 10, something similar. It says, an excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. Um, a, a woman, a, a woman that our world needs. I, I want to tell you what that woman looks like. It, it, it looks like someone who values, who values being a wife, who values being a wife. She sees that. She sees that as a good thing. And l- let me be clear about this. Let me be clear. Um, I know many, many women. It was very difficult for them to be a wife. They've married a louse. They, they've, 
They've found some man. He has deceived them in saying that he is going to be everything, and he has been nothing but a pain. Okay, I, I realize that. And so what happens, what happens, have you seen this happen? Mom has a bad marriage. Husband was a jerk. He didn't walk with the Lord. He didn't treasure her as God has intended. So she, uh, she, you know, the marriage dissolves and pain all the way around. And so when she thinks of marriage, when th- she thinks of marriage, she says, oh, being a wife, that's the worst. That's the worst. Oh, that's awful. You know, being a wife, no one would ever, oh, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. So what do her kids get a picture of going on? It's awful. Let me just make this, I want to be real clear with this. Being a wife is not a bad thing. It's a good thing in the eyes of God. And and that should always be cherished, even if there's some loser of a man who has given you an inaccurate picture. You know what? Um, I feel like I need to talk about this more to make myself clear. The picture of Scripture is this, that you have a husband who loves God, a husband who loves God, and a wife comes and, and is his partner for life. And as they come together, they serve the Lord faithfully, and as God blesses, they have children that they can teach this to, that they can impart this to. But my fear, my fear as I look at this, I read the book of Proverbs, he says, Hey, a wife is a treasured and valuable thing. And yet, today, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal at all. You, you grow up going to school, and everyone says, Well, what do you want to, you know, I, I, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I'd love to be a wife. And everyone goes, Like milking cows and cleaning houses and doing laundry? Get some aspirations, get a life. And yet, as I look at God's Word, it says that there's something, there's something that is beautiful and something that should be treasured. And this is the deal. This is the deal. If it should be treasured by a young man to have a wife, a woman should see that as a noble desire to be a wife. You get this picture? It's good. Marriage is good. I know that sounds weird for me to say, and everyone's going, did you just say that? Yes, it's good. And I fear that we're we're living in a culture where God has been forgotten, and we've forgotten God that we're going, yeah, it's hard to be married. (laughs) No, it's hard to be single. No, it's God's intention, not for everyone, and there there are certain situations, but we shouldn't grow up going, oh, Gross, marriage, ah. Don't let it happen in your home. You know, it could have happened to Solomon's son. He could have said, well, I've seen all kinds of crazy things in my house. Man, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I should be happy. No. From a father to a father to a son. You've got to get this. It's good to have a wife. Woman with something important to say. Number two, a woman who values being a wife. Number three, Proverbs 31. 
Verse 28 says this, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. He says this, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Uh, women our world does need today are those who value being a mom. The value being a mom. You can make a lot more money not being a mom. I just want to tell you that. Kids, uh, they will suck the life out of you, the resources out of you. Some of you are, uh, your kids are literally right now sucking the life out of you. It's your first Mother's Day and they're already sucking the life out of you. You get, it's just what it is. And and you think about, I, I think about, when you think through kids and you go, it just, like, what's the benefit here? I, I'm not getting it, you know. They're, they're going to cost me money. They're going to cost me time. They're going to push my life aside. And make no mistake, they're supposed to push your life aside. They're not supposed to, it's not supposed to be your life. And I have this little addition over here, okay? I have a little hobby. It's called my kids. You know, when I have time, if it fits in, when I'm not tired, I'll raise some kids in my spare time. No, your life gets pushed aside. Your kids become this consuming thing that you have and it just takes your life, your heart, your, your resources, and it does that all the time. But I want want you to get this. You, you think about identity. You think about identity. And and everybody struggles with their identity. I just want to tell you that. What why does my life have meaning? Is there anything meaningful in my life? I don't know if there's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And you know what? Look at this. Look at what it says. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also he praises her. Many women have done excellently but you surpass them all. You get this picture? Men, um, as you're teaching your young men in your home, your boys, your grandkids around you, you want to tell them, you know what, there's an identity that you're looking for here. You don't want some young lady who looks at this and says, oh, it just seems so gross to be a mom. You know, there's a mark there. You say, oh, okay, that's not the one for me. You know, we we want, our world needs more of ladies who just love being a mom. And it's not that they love all the things that go along with doing, being a mom. But they're willing to pay the price. They're willing to say, this is important. You know, you know what we do? Everything that we think is important. It's real simple. Our priorities are dictated by what we find is important. And what we got here is this, that we have, our world needs desperately women who value being a mom. That's number three. In Proverbs uh, 31 again, you look down at verse 27. 
And really this whole passage talks very similarly about these things. And it says this, She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. We already talked about Proverbs 14.1, The wisest of women builds her house, but folly of her own hands tears it down. The world our women need... Uh, the, the, I can't even say it. Um, our world needs women who are diligent to work on their own home, to invest in their home. You get this picture that um, I I know, ladies, that there's too much to do. I know there's too much to do. And there's a sense in which we love perfection. We love perfection. It isn't available. It isn't available here on this earth. I just want to tell you that. But this is the picture is that we are investing, we are diligent to invest in our home. This isn't a throw up our hands and say, forget it. You know, there's a, there's a great show on TV. You know, it's just too hard, I'm going to give up. You get the picture here of a woman who's diligent, who works hard. Not to, to be perfect, but to one who to invest in her home. And lastly, I want to end with this, 31 verse 30. He's telling his son, I want you to get this, ladies. He's telling his son, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You're to look at this verse, uh, ladies, and I know know you struggle with this. Uh, A young lady um, who I... Uh, really respect a young lady from the youth group who's grown up now has confessed that that she don't like this verse she doesn't like this verse because she says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain and she wonders well why has god made some ladies so beautiful well, why if it's just a facade why are some women so beautiful and attractive but what i want you to see here for all of us to see is if these were in fonts you know what fonts are? Uh, this would be like 72 font starting at but. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You get that? Um, charm and beauty can be smoke and mirrors, right? It can be a facade. It can be this picture of things that don't really exist. Right? That's what it can be. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I, I want to I tell you one thing. Um, fearing the Lord comes up again. It comes up again. We've been in the book of Proverbs, right? A fear of the Lord. And, and what is that? It's not going, oh no, God's going to smash me. That, that's not the kind of woman that we need is someone who's running from God all the time, but someone who is in right relationship with God, who's doing this with their whole life. Is this, is this what you want me to do, God? I love you and I care about you most of all. I, don't fe- I, I, I do fear man, but I don't want to fear man as much as I fear you, and so I don't have time for man. I have time for you. You're the most important relationship, and I will walk with you. Do you want me to do this? See, see, that's the woman that our world needs. One who fears the Lord. Fears the Lord. I want to tell you too, 
um, that that's the woman that should be praised. That's the woman that we should acknowledge over and over and over again. I want to pray for you, moms. Let me do that now. God, thank you for the blessing of moms. God, um, some things we don't understand in our world today about your creation. We don't understand why you set it up this way, but I can't think of something more beautiful and obvious that we need moms. We need moms. God, I ask that you'd empower these ladies. I ask that you would grant them the grace <clears throat> to find their identity forgiveness, motivation, and power from their relationship with you. God, I pray that you would grant them success and that you would uh, grant them the unction to go forth and to follow after you. I pray that they would not be motivated by guilt, but they would be motivated by a sheer joy that comes from knowing you and seeing the blessings that you've laid out before them. God, give them perseverance that comes from your Holy Spirit, that they would not quit in the danger of giving up and wanting to chase after the things this world chases after. Lord, that you would grant them the perseverance to keep listening to you and walking in fear of you. God, I ask that for this congregation that we would treasure women as you have called us to and that we would instill in the future generations, our kids and our grandkids, that we would value the same things that you value when it comes to women. God, thank you for this time. May your Holy Spirit remind us of this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day.